The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got. Yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right here for our all new season of financial literacy, of female empowerment, of just another kick ass version of Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and I am flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. And I am he. Outstanding, he. Thanks for being a part of my she, he team. <laughs> We are going to help you get your money mind right this whole season. It's all chicks. We've never done an all-female season in all the years that I've had on Lock Your Wealth Radio. No, we haven't. And I'm so excited because we've got such a cool powerhouse of women signed up to be a part of this show. And on top of that, it is National Financial Literacy Month. Cool. And so that's always super exciting, yeah. too. So this is all about getting you empowered to take control of your finances so you can get out of debt, get on track, start saving and investing to live the life of your dreams right now today and to capitalize on that magic phrase, compound interest. <laughs> So we have an incredible show for you, kicking off our new season in grand style. We have the infamous Cher Lecter coming on today's show. She's been a routine guest and always kicks off our National Financial Literacy Month. And I'm so excited that she's here yet again to celebrate with us and to share some knowledge specific to what we need to be doing as women with our finances. I mean, I mean, think about this. We are going to be talking to, um, you know, author and publishing royalty because, you know, her first book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I mean, oh, she's yeah. just she's just out there crushing it. Now she's working with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. So we got all that going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So hopefully she'll tell us all about that when we get her on the show. We also have an awesome moolah word of the day. Cool. Because, well, we need to do, we need to know what this means when they're flinging these words about on the news because it's all acronyms. Yeah. So we're learning the acronyms of business and finance here uh, with our investor word today. And uh, then we also have a key for the week. We start all over with our keys to riches financial philosophy. Uh, Acceptance and affirmation. Yes, that's right. And if you missed it, Shame on you. Not really. It's okay. You know why? Because you can still pick it up later. If you missed our Unlock Your Wealth Live kicking off National Financial Literacy Month and the new season of the Keys to Riches, no worries. Just visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Click on the link. 
like the page and turn on notifications so you always know every time we do another live broadcast. Every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, we go live with this week's key for the week so you get your whole like dose of that. Plus, we also do Q&A afterward, and it's been getting pretty exciting, some oh, of the questions good. that we've that's been getting good. lately. I'm really excited. The, the excitement and enthusiasm for the live broadcast is starting to step up now, so right. it's really neat to see some of the comments. And, you know, what's interesting is just... Just as many people live, we've get even more downloads than we do live listeners. So nice. don't feel like you missed out unless you have a burning question you want to ask. And then you can do that just by messaging us. Inbox us from the Unlock Your Wealth Radio show page on Facebook. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, well, the Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy I created. It's a baker's dozen of financial concepts that teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create Create or fix your credit. Eliminate debt. Save and invest all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one key at a time, one week at a time with my biology-based approach to success. Was there a Muppet in here recording before me? Because I see some some no. tufted whatever. It looks he, like a... He's the dust mop. Oh, he's the dust mop. <laughs> I like... There's, a, there's a, some remnants of a Muppet that was singing in here earlier. It's, oh, okay. It looked like a Muppet. It's Kermit's hair. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> I wish you guys could see this, folks. You'd be dying laughing. I'm like, oh, my God, a Muppet lost an appendage here. <laughs> yeah, it's a mini duster. <laughs> there we go. Outstanding. So let's move on, shall we, to our moolah word of the day. What do you got? How about some GDP? GDP. It stands for gross domestic product. GDP is the total market value of all final goods and services produced in a country in a given year equal to total consumer investment and government spending plus the value of exports minus the value of imports. GDP reports are released at 8.30 Eastern on the last day of each quarter mm-hmm. and reflects the previous Quarter, So a quarter is three finan- three months financially. Growth in GDP is what matters, and the U.S. GDP growth has historically averaged about 25 to 3% per year, but with substantial deviations. So what you need to know is this is everything we make domestically minus everything we import. And this tells us, this gives us an indicator of what our country is producing and consuming. And in connection with other figures, helps us get a picture of what's going on in our overall economy, both domestically and how we sit with the rest of the world internationally. So those are two critical pieces. And it goes it goes up and down based on what? Based on what we produce and consume here. So... What's the fluctuation? One percent, maybe two to three. Yeah, two. You know, two and a half to three percent. We usually see. Well, fluctuation is is different, but we usually see growth. But if we import, or yeah, if we import more than we export, that's going to be a negative number. Have there been negative GDPs? Oh yeah, I mean that's really? that's that's why tariffs get invoked and things like that. Yeah, Crazy okay. things start happening trying to quote balance the economy. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. But anyway, that's a separate story. We have Sharon Lecter on the line. Sharon, for those of you who are not familiar, is an entrepreneur, best-selling author, philanthropist, international speaker, mentor, licensed CPA, and 
chartered global management accountant. Sharon is the premier expert for financial literacy and seekers of success. She is the co-author of the international bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and has written 14 other books in the Rich Dad series and built the empire into the world's leading personal finance brand. Starting in 2008, she began working with the Napoleon Hill Foundation to help re-energize the brand and has released three best-selling books in cooperation with the foundation, including Think and Grow Rich, Three Feet from Gold, Outwitting the Devil, and Think and Grow Rich for Women. She has also released Save Wisely, Spend Happily in cooperation with the American Institute of CPAs. She's a highly sought-after mentor and has worked with major brands like Disney, Time Warner, and served on the first President's Advisory Council on Financial Literacy. She's also CEO of Pay Your Family First and has dedicated her entrepreneurial efforts to the creation and distribution of financial education products, books, games, curriculums, and other experiential learning projects. And she's been a multiple-time guest here at Unlock Your Wealth Radio. She always returns during National Financial Literacy Month. So help me welcome Miguel, Sharon, to the show. Yay! Sharon, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Well, thank you, Heather. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Wow, nine years. I know. Wonderful. It's been an incredible ride, and you always help me kick off National Financial Literacy Month, and here we are again, nine years later, and there's so many things about our world that's changed in in such a almost short period of time. I feel like, you know, nine years has really just been a speck, not like a whole decade. And what do you think have been some of the changes that you've seen financially, not just economically, but in our microeconomic personal family finance world? Well, thank you. We still are grossly inadequate in preparing our young people for um, financial education in school. I wish, you know, this has been my mantra for many, many years. And we've made some progress in this nine years. We got the law passed in Arizona to make sure kids have personal finance education before they graduate from high school. But it's a state-by-state initiative, so we still have to do that. So, um, But we continue to not teach our kids, and money is a life skill. They need to know that. And then the inverse, when we talk about women, you know, women are becoming more and more educated, um, they're, but they're, they have a long way to go. And women in business, we more and more women in business, two out of every three new businesses are started by women, and yet only 4% of those businesses make over a million dollars a year. So we continue to move in that direction, and I always say we need to celebrate the progress instead of complaining and criticizing the, the lack of more progress. So let's celebrate what we've done, acknowledge those people that have helped women um, improve, because it really is when men and women come to the table together, you get the greatest results. Absolutely. And, you know, I just, I have to congratulate you because it is so difficult to get legislation passed anywhere, but you have just continued to rattle that personal finance education saber. And it was a big win for us here in Arizona, but we got 49 other states to start working on. And (laughs) so it's a little, it's it's a daunting task, but we got to do it like eating elephant. And I like 
like what you said about we're, we are winning in some areas. You know, we're winning in education. I just watched a study released yeah, a couple of days ago where they were sharing that educationally, women are crushing it. Women are graduating from college more than men, from the associate's degree level all the way up to bachelor's, master's, and even doctorates. And in some cases, we're crushing the men two to one. So that part's working, but yet there's still this gap. With well, and I think what we, we look at, we don't have enough CEOs um, and women CEOs in Fortune 500. And right now I think there's 24. But when you think about, we only had two in the year 2000. So, so the progress big... is being made. And we're seeing in corporate America, over 50% of executive and management positions are held by women. And so it's a slow progress because as women continue to elevate within the corporate structure, we're going to start seeing more and more women CEOs. This year, I've been on a national initiative. I'm part of the 2020 Women on Boards Initiative, which is to get 20% of the Russell 1000 companies, 20% of their board seats held by women. Well, we actually accomplished that um, in 2017 three years ahead of schedule. Now, 20% doesn't sound real high, but it was a, a huge benchmark to get there. And so, yes, we continue want, wanting that 20% to go higher and higher. But again, we want to focus on the accomplishments we have made so that we can um, have more people aware in a positive environment as opposed to us complaining to these men that they're holding us back. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting about that that board position. You would think since women make the household financial decisions, they're the shoppers, you know, they're the budgeters, they're the ones that are running the household, whether by themselves or for the family, if they have a significant other that's contributing. And yet you would think companies would want women on their boards. They would want that side of the table. You know, they, they would want that perspective that only women can bring about women. And since they're the majority of people that are out there shopping, you'd think that they'd want more of that, that you wouldn't and have to have an initiative. totally logical, Heather. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, there's a big, a huge difference and a huge gap from the boardroom to the customer. And um, we, what we have is decades long of boardrooms being male centric, and board um, board openings being replaced by who you know, not who's best for the position. And so, but we're starting to see that change. And that's one of the initiatives that we do is we highlight winning companies. We highlight companies right here in Arizona, all over the country that have made that 20% mark in hopes that we bring awareness to it to those that haven't gotten there yet so that we can continue waking them up to realize that they do need to pay attention to their marketplace. You know, all the stats, 85% of consumer decisions are made by women. And I often say, I think we also influence the other 50% in a big way. So between every purchase we make, women have an input in it. We need to make sure that the women's voice is in the boardroom as well. Oh, I, t- I wholeheartedly agree to that. You know, I, I had uh, a, a guy, he was a realtor, he used to work for me and he was always so funny. He says, yeah, some, he says, sometimes us men can call ourselves the head of the household, but women are the neck and they're the ones that drive the decisions. 
And I loved that analogy, and that kind of plays into what you were just sharing. You are listening to Sharon Lecter on our April month of National Financial Literacy. This segment is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners by visiting our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. So Sharon, in episodes past, you've talked, when we've talked about budgeting and teaching kids about money, you've, you've said repeatedly that, that budgeting can only do so much, but we have to increase or add income streams. What do you think the biggest hangup is for women who may be part of a family, whether they're the head of the household by themselves or if they're part of a greater whole and they have a significant other? What's the challenge or disconnect for women, you know, starting to create additional income streams? Is it confidence? Well, I think, yes. And I I think it overwhelmingly is fear, lack of knowledge, and lack of self-confidence. And that's one of the biggest things we need to work on. Because what, you know, even for for all of us, if you think about as children, what did your parents say about money? Money doesn't grow on trees. Um, save for a rainy day, pinch your pennies, we can't afford it. All of those comments have one thing in common, they're negative. So we grow up with this money negative, money negative, money negative in in our childhood. No wonder subconsciously we have this fear of never having enough money and we have this emotional response to money. And so when you can start looking at that and start releasing that, then you have an opportunity to really um, be more confident around money. In addition, women, you know, 90% of us will be solely responsible for our financial lives at some point in our lives. You know, the good news is we outlive our husbands by seven years. The bad news is we outlive our husbands by seven years because we haven't taken the time to become financially responsible. And part of that, you know, that's my a huge initiative of mine with women is to wake them up and make sure that they understand what their assets are. And when we talk about multiple streams of income, I've kind of evolved into talking about assets. You know, my favorite word on earth is assets, income generating assets. The difference between being wealthy or not is 100% in income producing assets. And if you start thinking about your balance sheet instead of your income statement, you may actually make more progress more quickly. Oh, that's really great advice, you know, to get people starting to think that way. You know, it's interesting because when we talk about women and their fear or lack of knowledge, you know, that there have been studies that have shown, and again, I'm going to get logical on you, <laughs> but there's, you know, the studies show that when women invest, they make smarter decisions, they assess risk t- better, and they have greater, you know, um, security factors when assessing, you know, once they've assessed the risk and they've made the investment and they're less likely to make snap decisions to get in and out of different assets quickly. So it allows them to weather the storm. They have the intestinal fortitude where men are like, oh, I just, yeah, let's let it ride. But then as soon as, you know, it starts coming down, they, they're like, sell, sell, sell. And they wind up instead of buying low and selling high, they're buying high and then they're selling low in a panic. And, you know, my whole philosophy is downturns are good because that means everything's on sale. It's like a coupon. Right. You know, so. And I think, 
the University of Pennsylvania has, has actually proven your thesis here. They've done brain maps of, of women and men, and our brains absolutely function differently. Women are better problem solvers. We, do, we use both sides of our brain. All right. The, the bad side of that is sometimes we get into paralysis, you know, analysis paralysis. Men tend to hang out in one side or the other of their brain, but that makes them more strategic and, and more decisive, which also makes them more less likely to actually do problem solving. And so it's really when you get the combination together. But that's why women tend to be better investors, because they do the analysis when they start focusing. And when they fo- start focusing on the analysis, they gain knowledge. When they gain knowledge, it reduces the fear. Mm-hmm. And that's why they become better. And what happens is women who invest together tend to outperform and tend to invest more than women who are by themselves because they want that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are some, you know, two or three tips that women can start doing to start creating those incomes? Because we already know we're great at budgeting, but how do we up our game? How do we start collecting those at income-producing assets? Well, a lot of it, everyone is an expert. You're, you know, we are all experts. Nobody's watching our shoes have done what we've done. And so there are people who can benefit from your experience. And so if you're listening right now, think about what it is, that you, what experiences you've had, whether it's been business or whether it's been personal. Maybe you've overcome tragedies. There's something that you can create um, a, you know, write a, an ebook about it or become the authority. All right. So I want people to transform from being the expert to becoming the authority. All right. So Heather, you have become the authority with a nine year long radio show. You are now an authority in your field. And so people call you, they come to you and everyone that has an expertise has the opportunity to do that. And through that, you become, you have the opportunity to make money through speaking or write a book. So through books, um, courses or mentoring. So you have the ability to generate new revenue cycles by turning what you know and what you've experienced into an asset that can generate revenue. Or you can have the opportunity to join other companies and be able to invest in other companies or, or look at the opportunity to, to go into um, having rental real estate. There are so many opportunities available to you, and yet you need to pull the trigger. And so look and see what it is that you do, what you care about, and what feels best to you so that you can really proceed in the area with the least amount of fear. That's great advice. And so you've been doing some really neat things over the past few years, and your latest endeavor has been transforming Think and Grow Rich into Think and Grow Rich for Women. Tell us a little bit about that experience to be able to work with such a great, renowned first book. Well, it's been an incredible um, experience and a huge honor. Um, For the listeners, you may probably have heard of the book Think and Grow Rich or Napoleon Hill. If you don't think you've heard of him, you know his work because Think and Grow Rich was published in 1937. He's the one who originated the concept of the mastermind. He's the one that originated the the idea of law of attraction. He's the one that wrote There's Nothing to Fear But Fear Itself. He's the one that came up with Pay Yourself First. So even if you didn't think you know him, you know his work. And Think and Grow Rich has been the absolute ultimate number one success book and number one personal development book in the world with over 100 million of them sold. And so I started working with the foundation right after the economic crash in 2008 to really reinvigorate his teachings. My first book was called Three Feet from Gold and then Outwitting the Devil. 
And now my most recent book, as you said, is Think and Grow Rich for Women. And one of the reasons I did it was that when he wrote Think and Grow Rich, there were no women in business. And so all of the concepts, while they are still as valid today as they were back then, were from the eyes of men. And so in Think and Grow Rich for Women, I honor the original book. Every chapter is the same chapter format as the original one. And she, I take it and I say, each chapter, I honor his concept. I look at it through the eyes of several successful women who have used that concept in their pathway to success. I talk about how I use it in my career. And then I bring in quotes and comments from women, current, history, all walks of life. And so for women today, it's an opportunity for them to learn from the master, Napoleon Hill, but also see how other women relate to the information. I have over 300 women in the book. And so it's a real, you may read one story and say, easy for her to say, that's not me. But the next one you say, wow, she can do it. So can I. And so it's just been an incredible opportunity. Um, I, I'm very proud to say the very first international translation request we got was from Saudi Arabia. Amazing, <sighs> where, where women are still you know, suppressed. So it was like, yes, yes, let's make it happen. That gave me and goosebumps. And so we, we are now, I think, well, well over 25 languages. So I'm very excited about the movement. And it is, again, the concept of Thinking Girls for Women is for us to stop criticizing, complaining, and start celebrating each other and start celebrating the men who have supported us along the way. I think that's really great advice. I know when I first started out, and I've always kind of worked in male-dominated industries, being a stockbroker and an investment advisor, any of the women that were there weren't willing to help you, you know, and if you were a threat to them, they kind of pushed you out. But as I've evolved in my business career, and we're looking 30, almost 30, yeah, 30 years later, I don't want to say that, but 30 years later, I see how much more helpful women of my generation and uh, the baby boomers are really now starting to um, support women and really empower them uh, and and giving them the real tools to succeed and say, you know what, I hope you surpass me instead of, oh, no, I'm threatened by you. And I, and I like how the tides have changed in that way. What are some things, give, give us a couple of golden nuggets for the Think and Grow Rich for Women book that we could go and make us want to go run out and grab it today if we haven't already. Well, if anybody listening, if you're a woman and you've ever been stressed out about work-life balance, get the book Thinking Girls for Women because I challenge that concept. I say, you know, we each and every one of us has many aspects to our life, work, life, our children, our um, financial life, our spiritual life. All of those things come together to create who we are. And so when you waste precious time today worrying about what happened yesterday, that's not good. The end result is you're wasting time today. And so I say, you know, let's get rid of the work-life balance. I say the only place the word balance belongs is in the yoga studio. (laughs) Let's accept that our life, we have one big life. And if you get up in the morning, all right, um, and you are... uh, unsettled about how much time you spent or did not spend with your kids yesterday, make different decisions today. Get rid of the guilt, get rid of the shame, and say, I have one life, and I'm going to live it to the best I can each and every day. And that's really the, the, a huge concept I have in the book. One, of course, that was not in the original Think and Grow Rich book. And then also understanding that you are not alone. And we, you know, by reading the book, I think you will gain your own self-confidence and standing in your own power. 
I really want women to stand in their own power because we need you to. We need each and every one of you to stand in your own power. Wow, that's some really profound wisdom. And it's been great to have you share that. So if folks are interested in the book, where can they find that? Thank you, Gurich, for women. You can get it from Amazon, of course, and every major um, bookstore carries it. And certainly, if you want to find me, SharonLector.com. Would love to have um, hear from anyone info at Sharon Lecter. I would love it. Um, we'd love to hear from you and any way we can support you. I have a podcast, the Play Big Podcast, that we're going to be launching in another couple of weeks. I have a weekly Facebook. I, I have a Facebook page. I have LinkedIn, Instagram, but every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Pacific time, um, 1 p.m. Eastern. I have a Ask Sharon live show on Facebook, a new topic every week. I would love to invite everyone to attend that. Great. Now, you also work with individual women who want to become entrepreneurs, who want to tell their story and celebrate their life and monetize it as well, correct? Yes, I have a mentoring program. I only mentor a select few people who want to take their business to the next level. Sometimes it's more personal mentoring. Many times it's related to the business. I do both because, you know, a true mentor, there's a difference between a coach and a mentor. A coach kind of is there to help you attain the goals you want. They may not necessarily have been successful in that area. A mentor has had the success that you want to emulate. And so they're going to step into your business, not sell you theirs, and they're going to help direct you around pitfalls. They're going to open doors of opportunity and open their Rolodex to you. And I'm a mentor, and that's what I do with the people that I work with. I help support them in taking their business and their life to the next step and help them play big. That's exciting. It's really, truly exciting. You've done some amazing things. I've watched women around you just blossom as I follow a lot of the folks that have have been through your program. And it's just really exciting to see how you are paying it forward in the most ultimate kind of a way. Well, thank you. And it's been fun. You know, I, I really love what I do. And as I said, we're launching this entire movement called the Play Big Movement because I think people deserve to um, reach their highest potential. And that's my goal. Yay. Well, thanks again for being a part of today's show. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Sharon's show page, get the links to every single thing she has and so much more. For the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2018 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.